Mini episode 1094 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello, everyone. Welcome to FDH Lounge mini episode number 1094. It's the FantasyDraftHelp.com Insider, our annual NASCAR preview for the season done in the form of, of course, a fantasy draft. How else would we do it? Rick Morris here, your FDH managing partner, along with our FDH Motorsports editor, Mike Petak. We are doing this by phone today as uh, Mike is heroically battling through one of these awful winter bugs here on the North Coast, and uh, so it'll be a little more truncated than usual, but uh, we uh, are very grateful to Mike for making time for us. So, Mike, thank you for powering through and being here today, my friend. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, Richie. It's good to have you in. Uh, We're going to do this where we're going to just kind of go through each round, round by round. It was uh, a a six-round draft, as we've done it the last couple of years. Our five pickers that we did for this here, uh, by blind draw as per usual, uh, Anthony Patron uh, was our first drafter, uh, FDH Lounge Dignitary. Our second drafter, coming in uh, from the outside, a guest spot here, the CEO of Stylish Dreams Group. Go check them out on Instagram. Raymond Smalley in that spot here. I, Rick Morris, picking third. Matt Patron, fellow FDH Lounge Dignitary, picking fourth. And again, Mike Petek, our FDH Motorsports Editor, picking fifth. Of course, you can check out uh, this show. Uh, One of the places you'll be able to find it is, of course, embedded on the front cover of Fantasy Racing Draftology 2019 to be revealed very shortly. It will be posted on FantasyDraftHelp.com. You'll be able to find it there. And, of course, we changed it from Fantasy NASCAR Draftology in the last couple of years to Fantasy Racing Draftology. That's where we are also putting our F1 draft boards and suggested league guidelines as well as IndyCar and also for NHRA. And, of course, you and I talked about this briefly off-air, Mike, our combined draft board, the top 70 or so racers in the world. We have a game, an all-star racing game, where you can draft across the seven circuits. Truly, truly insane, Mike. Uh, I would say that, Ricky, you have a lot of time on your hand, <laughs> and quite quite possibly you may have issues you have to deal with. I don't have nearly enough time on my hands. This is what comes from sleeping like three hours a night, which cannot be healthy, but... Uh, be that as it may, uh, my, my healthy or unhealthy mind was very prepared for this draft in going through. So this, this draft taking place here in the last couple of days. Uh, Anthony Patron starting us off with a pick of Kevin Harvick because, of course, he will always try and get Kevin Harvick when he can. And not a bad pick, second on the FDH draft board. Kyle Busch was the second pick overall for Raymond Smalley. I in the third spot with Martin Truex. Got like good to get a guy with championship pedigree. Martin Truex Jr. My selection for uh, second last year, first the year before. Matt Patron, very very interesting. We're going to talk about his first two rounds here. A lot of people would call this a reach. Kurt Busch with the fourth pick overall. 
Seventh place finishes the, uh, in 2018 and 2016 with a 14th place finish in 2017. So not much to recommend that as the fourth pick overall, i got to say. He's got to be very optimistic on him. You with Joey Logano in fifth place, or in the, in the fifth spot in the draft, I should say. Uh, the winner, the champion a year ago, 17th in 2017, but second in 2016. Like Truex Jr., very, very similar. The next generation of drivers breaking through with a title and first and second place finishes for each of them within the last three years. So uh, a very interesting first round uh, with some real non-chalk from Matt there at four. Yeah, uh, you know, you can't argue with the first two picks in, in any order. Uh, it, you know, obviously it's a preference, and, uh, you know, you, you can't argue with Harvick. You can't argue with Kyle Busch at uh, one and two. You, you know, in any draft, that's how it's going to go. Right. It's not like you have someone that is so clear-cut, head and shoulders above the rest, like uh, like a Mike Trout in baseball. Right. I mean, these two, I mean, you can you can – you can make an argument for either one. You're, you're, you're literally splitting hairs. You are. Who would I have taken? Who, who would I have taken? I, I don't know. I'm glad, honestly, I'm glad it was and, uh Raymond, it just fell to him. And you know, whoever was drafting number two is very lucky. Right. You're, you're going to get a lot of points no matter what. Uh, Matt, you know, drafting in the number four spot, you know, he, like you said, he must have a lot of confidence. In Stuart Haas Racing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to say what exactly might be behind that selection. Again, on the FDA right. draft board, we draw the line at number four here with Truex at three, Logano at four. To us, that's the bottom of the top tier. The bottom of the second tier is at 12 with Kurt Busch. So, not to pick on my friend Matt, and uh, he's... <laughs> I'm going to get an earful from him because he never likes hearing anything like this. Matt, Matt's a little more sensitive sometimes when he feels like he's being put on blast. I'm going to hear about this commentary. There's no question about it. But, yeah, you, you and I just kind of aren't getting it. i, I got to say that. I'm mean, not, not trying to be an a-hole. Just, you know, we yeah, don't we don't see it. Yeah. I will be the first to admit it and give him all the props in the world for, for seeing something that, you know, we didn't see. Well, the thing about value drafting is that, again, he could have gotten Kurt Busch lower. Certainly he could have gotten him second round. You weren't going to take him with either of the two picks. Now, again, he probably wasn't going to get him third round, and it just becomes a thing of if, if you got to have him, then whatever. He must have him rated right. much higher than us. We're going to see the same thing in the second round here because as you go through – you started the second round by picking Chase Elliott, uh, which, uh, again, the chalk pick off the FDH board. I, I, I thought that was a very good pick for you there. Jimmy Johnson, the pick for Matt second. Jimmy Johnson, 11th on our board this year. His first place finish of 2016 where people thought, oh, maybe this is the beginning of the second huge part of his career. Yeah, not so much. 10th in 2017, 14th last year, so he's not trending in the right direction. He could bounce back. He's in the argument for greatest driver of all time in NASCAR. In that sense, you wouldn't bet against him. But right now, outside of pedigree, what does he have going for him ahead of some of these other guys? You and I, I think, probably aren't seeing that one. That gives me Brad Keselowski with the third pick of the round, a first-round value on the FDH draft board. So I was grateful for that, scooping up a little bit of value there. Then with the fourth pick, you've got Raymond Smalley, 
with his selection of Kyle Larson, which again was fairly chalky on the board, and then uh, Anthony Patrone going Eric Almarola with the last pick. Again, more or less a chalk pick in, in that situation. So two rounds in a row, everybody else sort of being on the same page as far as the value, except for Matt. Matt was the real outlier here. Right. I mean, he's, he's either going to get a home run or, you know, he, he's going to be standing standing there looking. I don't believe there's going to be any middle ground with Matt. I don't and think again, so either. nothing yeah. against Matt. He's swinging for the fences, and you know what? God bless him. Listen, man, if, 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 if he wins this thing, if Kurt Busch and Jimmy Johnson come through and he wins, he is entitled to give us the biggest crotch chop, the biggest how you like me now. He's, he's entitled to all of that. I mean, I respect yeah. his balls, if nothing else. I mean, like you said, I mean, it's, it's all or nothing with him. This guy's either finishing fifth or he's finishing first because he saw something we didn't see. Right. And, and I mean, it, it, Stuart Haas is, is probably the lead dog in Ford right now. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's ahead of Penske. And if you're just basing it, you know, off of you know the team owners, yeah, he's doing he, he's doing well. Again, are these people that he could have gotten in the later rounds? Yeah, he probably could have got. Uh, he would have gotten Kurt Busch in the second round. I don't know about Jimmy Johnson because some people just draft strictly on name value. Right, right, and Jimmy Johnson again. They. Neither one of them probably would have been there in the third round. Kurt Busch, his first round pick, probably had a better chance of being there in the third round. I think you would agree with me, but to me it's less than 50-50 that he would have been there. So on the whole thing of you got to get who you want, I can't fault that part of it because he, he would to, to gamble that you're going to get either one of them in the third round right. you know, is might be fairly unlikely because the drop-off happens. We've got the drop-off on the FDH board coming after Kurt Busch the beginning of the third tier coming thereafter, and that's where we start the third round. You've got Anthony taking Clint Boyer with the third, with the first pick in the third round. From there, uh, Raymond selects uh, Ryan Blaney, and uh, it, which which was a pretty good value at that point because we had him eighth overall on the board, and he ends up uh, going right there in the twelfth spot. So uh, pretty good. Uh, Austin Dillon was my pick, third overall in the third round. Denny Hamlin, the top of the third tier on the FDH draft board. So uh, Matt gets a value pick on the FDH board in the third round there, actually. And then a uh, good pick for you, I thought, at the end of the round there. Eric Jones, a young man trending in the right direction. You take him with the 15th overall pick. He was 15th last year and in the chase, 19th the year before. A young guy who's uh, trending in the right direction and has a chance to uh, overshoot that draft position. Team upside. Yep. You always are in any sport, my friend. You always are. I try. Yeah. I try. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, Raymond Smalley, I mean, I literally love this man's team. It's it's a, uh, it's a good team. Just, I mean, just looking at it right off the bat, anybody drafting that team one through five, uh, it, it's just it's it's a solid solid team and you know three rounds into it i'm like okay how am i going to catch ray how am i going to catch raymond smalley He's, it is just such a solid team and everything fell to him well and that's that's what happens when you got some guys going off the board that's the nature of a draft is that uh, somebody else is going to you know get the breaks in terms of value 
And uh, again, at least in terms of value and in terms of on paper, how we see it coming into the season, I certainly agree with you there because he got a lot of value for those first three round picks. We go now to the second half of the draft. So you, with the first pick of the fourth round, go with uh, Alex Bowman, another young guy. And again, you love to go young in every sport, young upside. But uh, again, Logano, Elliott, Jones, and Bowman, a classic Mike Petak team right there. No question about it thus far. Uh, Somebody that uh, would also fit in fairly well with uh, your uh, mode of drafting. The next pick here, Daniel Suarez. So Matt finally goes outside of the NASCAR pedigree guys uh, in that round in terms of, uh, I mean that in terms of past track record, not in terms of future projections uh, pedigree. Suarez, an up-and-comer, which is a decidedly different fit from the rest of his team right now. William Byron, another guy who kind of fits that moniker. Uh, He was my selection with the third pick of the fourth round. Ryan Newman, grizzled veteran, a guy who's been uh, right there, fairly consistent, a a guy who's just kind of been money at this point here. The last three years finishing 18th, 16th, and 17th, and uh, he goes right now in the 19th spot overall. He was 18th on our draft board right now. Ryan Newman, uh, maybe the biggest what you see is what you get right there in NASCAR uh, at the moment. So a safe backstop, I thought, for, uh, for Raymond in the fourth round. And Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., formerly Mr. Danica, going with the final pick of the fourth round, Anthony. Uh, I like uh, the pick of uh, Ricky Stenhouse right there. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, I think Roush Fenway may start trending up again, mm-hmm. and he may be the lead dog in, in that uh, in that race over there. And I think uh, he's done pretty well in the uh, two-and-a-half-mile tracks, super speedways, and... Uh, I think you're going to see him trending in the, in the right direction. This is a guy that we've thought of for a long time now as being in that very, very late teens to early to mid-20s region. But what jumps out at me here uh, on the draft board is a 13th place finish in 2017 when he qualified for the chase. So he's been there. He's been to the big dance. He's had a taste of that. And he's always had the talent to go further than he has thus far. Agreed. So you know, let's 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 see. It's you know, I I think he's like you said. I think he's trending in the right direction. I think it's a solid pick for for where Anthony got him. I think so as well. The uh, fifth round going here, uh, everybody really at that point kind of started going chalk to a large degree. You talk about trending in the right direction. Anthony's first pick of the fifth round. It was the final uh, driver on the third tier of the board, Paul Menard. The last three years, 25th place finish, 23rd and 19th. He gets him 21st here overall. So if he continues to trend a little bit higher, that takes him right to the doorstep of the mid-teens, perhaps making the chase this year. So Menard is a guy who's trending in the right direction, and he gets him there. Chris Busher, the pick next up for uh, Raymond, and again, a guy who's been to the chase himself, 16th place in 2016, 25th and 24th the last two years, but a guy with some upside. For me in this spot here, it's Michael McDowell, a guy who I'm counting on doing a little bit more than he has thus far, 26th and 26th the last two years, 30th the year before then, so starting to trend in the right direction. Ty Dillon, the other Dillon going to Matt Patron, 24th and 27th place the last two years. Uh, again, has talent, and uh, you know, there's bloodlines, dot, 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 but uh, 
a guy at this point, it's just starting to get a little bit thinner. I cannot fault Matt for at all for his pick of him there. And then you with David Reagan in the final spot here in the round. Again, if you're just looking at the last three years, 33rd to 30th to 25th, you get him with a 25th pick overall, you got a chance to hope for a little bit more than what you're getting here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's got some experience. And, uh, again, when you're, when you're drafting you know, this late, you're looking for points whatever way you can get them. So if somebody's trending in the right direction over the last two or three years, and you're able to get them this late, hopefully the trend continues to go up. That's what you got to hope is the case, uh, certainly. Uh, as we make the final turn here in the draft, as we're uh, coming down the proverbial stretch, uh, you started the final round with Daryl Wallace Jr. with a 28th place finish a year ago. From there, Matt taking Matt Benedetto. Uh, again, as far as trending in the right direction goes, 35th to 32nd to 29th in the last couple of years here. And then uh, we start going much younger the next two picks here. Uh, Daniel Hemrick for me, Brian Priest for Raymond, and uh, those two guys, rookies coming in. And the Mr. Irrelevant of the draft uh, may be very aptly titled this time around as Anthony goes for Jamie McMurray, uh, who will be racing for, who is it? Oh, that's right, Fox Sports as a broadcaster. You know he's going to do some part-time driving here and there. And again, uh, and I'm busting his balls on this, but yeah, I mean, he's going to race a few times. He's going to make an impact a few times. Uh, but but as far as uh, the, the number of points he's going to rack up here, uh, I know Anthony's going with the argument of you're going to take a guy who you know is at least going to get you to a certain level when he does drive. So we'll stack that up against, uh, it'll be very, very interesting to see at the end of the year versus the undrafted Matt Tift, who's another guy who's in the rookie of the year running. Yeah, uh, I mean, he could be just one accident away. I mean, if you're looking for somebody to fill in, like when uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. had his concussion, and yeah. you know they went to Jeff Gordon to to fill in, you know, or Mark Martin when he was you know retired, and all of a sudden you know Mark Martin came in and filled in. He's that kind of guy. He's next on the list on everybody's list, I would say. I think so, he is. If you're looking I, for an experienced driver for your team, you know, in case of injury, I mean, he's your guy. It's a, it's a, it's a very gutsy move, and we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Is it what I what I have done? No, I probably would have gone with the, with, you know, so at least the idea in theory that I'll be getting at least a few points every week. As another great sports commentator once said, "That's a bold move, Cotton. We'll have to see if it pays <laughs> off." But uh, as far as it goes for. For Anthony, and looking at the teams here overall, I'm going to run through them. Uh, we've already sort of given our general impressions thus far of Raymond's team and Matt's team, but just to see how they all kind of stack up for Anthony, it's Harvick, Almirola, Boyer, Stenhouse, Menard, and McMurray. For Raymond, Kyle Busch, and uh, Larson, Blaney, Newman, Busher, and Priest for me, Truix Jr., Keselowski, Austin Dillon, Byron, McDowell, and Hemrick for Matt Patrone, Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Hamlin, Suarez, Ty Dillon, and D. Benedetto for you, Mike Logano, Elliott, Jones, Bowman to end the thing up, Reagan and Wallace. Again, in looking at this uh, here, uh, any, any kind of overall thoughts on uh, how it seems to shape up? Like I said, I'm a big fan of Raymond's team. I, uh, it's just solid the way everything fell to him all the way around. Uh, you and I basically go basically going off the uh, FGH draft board. As I always uh, do. Yep. It's 
you know, it's, it, both of us having basically two uh, first round uh, talents. Pretty much. We'll, we'll be we'll be in there mixing it up with with, uh, with, with uh, the big boys uh, at the end of the season, I believe. I believe so. And we we and, both and have again, a, with, an excellent chance of being represented on the last day by two drivers, both of us, I think. Yeah, and again, Matt, you know, he's he swung for the fences, and uh, you know, like like we both think, he's either going to run away with it or he's not. And I wish him nothing but the best. And again, this is not a slam on Matt, not at all. It's just you have your your own board and you go by that. Yeah, and that's great. Right. And, uh, I, I truly hope it works out for you. Well, we, we got to call him the way we yeah, see it. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he comes in second place behind me. It, uh, <laughs> well, uh, we'll have to see what the odds of that are. But, uh, again, we're just calling him the way we see him. And that's he, he had to expect that coming in. I mean, he had to know that these are unconventional uh, picks to start the draft here. But uh, be that as it may, like, like you said, we'll see how it shakes out. He's done uh, fairly well in this format in the past, so we'll have to see if that continues to be the case. But, uh, again, it will be uh, fascinating to watch the 2019 season unfold. Daytona is almost upon us. And, uh, again, always a pleasure with you, my man, Mike Petak. Thank you uh, so much for, uh, for being here and powering through it to get this done. Thanks, brother. Thank you very much, uh, Mike. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for FDH Lounge mini episode number 1094. As we bring the show to a close, we would like to extend our deepest gratitude to NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, All Clear Channel Affiliates, TNT, TBS, USA, UPN, Deadspin.com, YouTube.com, YTMND.com, MySpace.com, various blogs, Fox News, CNN, CNBC, MSNBC, IAmBoard.com, Billboard.com, Google.com, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPN Classic, NBA TV, NFL Network, Sports Time Ohio. Athlon Magazine, Comedy Central, Cartoon Network, The Boomerang Channel, QVC, BET, The Spice Channel, Steno Notebooks, Manwich, Papermate Office Supplies, Waitresses, Strippers, Bartenders, Garbage Men, Janitors, Microwave Popcorn, The Writers of The Office, Scrubs, Entourage, My Name is Earl, Oz, Metalocalypse and the Boondocks, Aquafina, and The Periodic Table of Elements. 